Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke, and we're coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shops, studio headquarters in Hooksett, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my fellow co-hosts, Paul, Nick, Dave, and Bree from the 724 Lounge. And today we are pleased to have Glenn Case with us from Christoph Cigars via Skype. Man, it's good to see you. How you doing, Glenn? Thanks for being with good, us. Good, brother. Thanks for having me, Dan. This is this is awesome. I appreciate it. It's good seeing um, you guys. I wish I was there. Yeah, we do, too. It would be so much easier to do this. <laughs> but this is awesome. This is the next best thing. You know, yeah, so absolutely. tonight with Glenn, we're going to be smoking his Christoph Vengeance Perfecto cigar. And uh, if you haven't picked this up, man, you should. You want to tell us a little bit about uh, what's in this thing? Uh, absolutely. So, Dan, this is um, honestly one of my personal favorites, and it's mm. done incredibly well uh, in, the, in the marketplace with our smokers. Right. This is a broadleaf Connecticut Modoro wrapper. The binder is Indonesian. The filler is Nicaraguan, Dominican, Albano. Um, I think it's, it's – it, and what's special about this cigar – is this shape, the per Cut Perfecto. Yes. Uh, we were talking earlier about smoking the Toro or the other sizes in this blend, but the, this Cut for Perfecto, which is a pretty traditional Cuban size, mm -hmm. um, just adds a whole different dimension to it. So big coffee bean, cocoa bean, some spice, there's black cherry. Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about peanut butter in it, which I think is a good call. Um, mm -hmm. Very sweet. I just, I love this cigar. Awesome. And um, Brie, what are we pairing with this uh, here tonight? So um, we're currently pairing our new Barrel Select Woodford Reserve. Um, so we actually just launched this officially at our 724 party over the weekend. And unfortunately, it is only available at our 724 lounge. Unfortunately? Yeah, I mean, I would love to have a bottle of this own <laughs> from Woodford Reserve. And um, we can pick the barrel just for our lounge. Um, it's this is more of um, a very smooth and well-rounded pairing. There's not a lot mm. of spice to it um, in a good way. You almost get a little bit of dry fruit off the nose, um, and it's it's a very refreshing pairing. It's, it's not too intense, but it's still very complex and has a lot of different qualities that people will pick up differently depending on what you're smoking with it. If you add a little ice, if you just have it straight up, and it's even very smooth as it is. It really doesn't leave anything added to it at all. No, not at all. Now, I know, uh, you know, like Bree said, you can't get this anywhere but twins. What are you drinking with your uh, Christoph Vengeance there? Oh, my friend. So it is a blended scotch, mm -hmm. monkey shoulder. I love that stuff. Oh, it's amazing. I don't like a peaty scotch, and I trust right. me, I didn't drink that 
I'll, I just kind of dug in the bottom. Otherwise, I'd be laying down. I'd be horizontal instead of vertical. But uh, no, it's really smooth, and it's a great complement to the to the Vengeance. It's just uh, sort of complements that sweet sort of those cocoa notes that you, you find in the Vengeance. Um, right. Just, for me, it's a great pairing. And I always tell people, there's no right or wrongs with pairings. It's all yeah. personal problems, guys. So people are always like, all right, what should I drink with, you know, whatever, the Vengeance in this case. Right. I'm like, you like to drink. You know, I like a <laughs> vodka tonic. Well, then drink a vodka and tonic. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, now, you're... someone to drink something they don't want to drink while they're smoking a, a particular cigar. So it's all personal preference. Um, you can make recommendations, but whether they buy into it or not, you know, again, it's all up to them. But right. for me, this is that monkey shoulder is a great beer. Now, I understand that you are a, a gin guy. I am. You've been doing your homework. I'm impressed. I have been doing my homework. Yes. Now, would is there a particular is there a particular gin that you would pair with the Vengeance? Oh, monkey again, shoulder is such a good parent for this. I, I like a good gin with any cigar, but I will tell you, if I had to make a choice, mm-hmm. um, Hendrix and tonic with cucumber goes mm. amazing, amazing for me with the Lejero Criollo and okay. the Sumatra. Mm. Mm. Uh, Interesting. For me, that works awesome. That sounds really good. Even the Corolla Matata, that kind of falls in that wheelhouse as well. Right, that right. Sort of zesty, sweet taste. Yep. <laughs> so, what are what are some of the uh, thoughts we're getting on the Perfecto right before we get into the interview here with Steve Paul? What are you picking up on the cigar? Uh, so, I, I do get a lot of the uh, espresso, uh, the sweetness. I'm glad you said black cherry, Glenn, because mm. uh, that's exactly what I was uh, tasting on the first couple of draws. I was trying to figure out what exact what exactly I was tasting when you said black cherry. That's what it was. I said that's that's it, the, the flavor I'm getting from it. So, some nice uh, espresso notes. Uh, that black cherry, uh, nice earthy wood notes too, a little bit of spice. Retrohale has a great, uh, almost light pepper to it. Really, really nice. Nick? Other than peanut butter, what else <laughs> you well, I said peanut butter earlier and it kind of changed, but that's kind of the MO of Perfectos is that you're going to get some change in Now there. it's like almond butter. Uh, oh, yeah, a little, little bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I like that. Um, but you definitely get, I wouldn't say almond butter, but uh, you definitely get some really deep, sweet mm. cocoa notes in there. A little spice on the retro hail, which I love. Um, and it's going really good with the with the Woodford. Oh, no it, doubt. It's there. bringing out a little bit more sweetness. You get some, um, maybe some earthy woody caramel taste on the finish from mm-hmm. the drink it's really good i like it brie what about you what are some of the things you're picking up well for one um, i've always said my favorite size is lancero but i think perfecto is going to have to be um tied with that i'm really enjoying the way that mm-hmm. this is the way that it lit um as far as the flavor profile with this pairing just as um our bourbon here is like smooth, well balanced, and um, complex at the same time. The cigar is the exact same thing. It's, there's not too much of one component in a way where anything's overpowering. It all blends together very well. Um, it makes for like a very enjoyable, like light smoke. Mm-hmm. 
but you still get a lot of underlying components at the same time. Hey, Bree, I love, I love the fact that you introduced the Woodford. I mean, it, to me, that's another great scotch that I love to uh, uh, actually pair with this cigar. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any, but uh, some great <laughs> descriptions and good descriptions of the pairing with those, with the Vengeance and the Woodford. That's really good. Yeah, I'm going to have to tell the, the listeners out the Woodford Reserve just goes really well with this. I know Monkey Shoulder would too. I've had several bottles of that. That mm. no longer exist, but hey. uh, <laughs> that would go great with this cigar. I'm sorry I interrupted you, Bree. No, what? no, you did it at all. You just reminded me of another thought. Actually, I was just going to say it's, it's actually um, funny. I think that's an interesting comparison to the fact that you can you can have a scotch or you can have a bourbon with the cigar, and that this particular bourbon is has a likeness to scotch in the sense that it's of how smooth and well rounded it is. So that kind of speaks yeah. to the complexity of the bourbon as well. That's awesome. All right. So while we're all enjoying our scotches and bourbons and the cigar and smoking along, I got some questions here for uh, Glenn. And the first is, I know that, you know, this is like a second career for you going into cigars. You were in banking first? I was. Yeah. Financial services for 19 years, my friend. 19 Jeez. years you were doing financial services. How do you get from that to making cigars. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, your journey there? I have no idea. This is where I'm going to phone a friend because I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> really, I mean, it's it's crazy, right? About 30 mm -hmm. seconds. <laughs> so so uh, I'm going to phone a friend. I'll be right back with you guys. So give me a second. No, um, so here's here's the deal. I thought um, he was really going for it. I was like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> my phone's right here. I'm going to call someone. <laughs> He's going to call Jared. It's probably going to be my wife, Terry. Good good answer. Yeah, that is probably the best answer, yes. So, no, I spent, uh, like I mentioned, 19 years in, in corporate. For the last nine years of my corporate career, I was an executive at one of the top three banks in the country. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just got tired of the politics, the bureaucracy, the nonsense. And my wife, uh, at, at the time, she was an independent sales rep selling for multiple manufacturers, right? She's a broker. And um, I'll share this with you, which not many people know. Mm -hmm. So we're going to open up a hot dog stand, right? So in Chicago, where we live, Chicago land, yep. hot dogs are a big thing. And mm -hmm. growing up, my dad had a, a, a dream of owning his own hot dog stand. And so we grew up on that sort of that romantic, uh, if you want to call it that, sitting out in a little trailer, having a cigar, the best hot dog and the best orange soda you've ever had. And so my wife, her first job was working at a hot dog stand. Now, mind you, she never ate a hot dog in her life, but she <laughs> So we were going to open a hot dog stand and uh, I went on a fishing trip with my buddies up to Canada, our annual fishing trip, which we have been doing for 15 years. And I told the guys, look, I'm quitting my corporate job. They're like, all right, what are you going to do? I'm going to open a hot dog stand. <laughs> Why do you want to do that? They're like, I said, you know, look, you, you're your own boss. You set your own hours. You know, it's, it's freedom. Like, yeah. dude, it's seven hot dogs days are freedom. hours a day. You're flipping <laughs> burgers and dogs. What are you talking about? Yeah. So we already had the business plan written out, everything. My wife and I, Terry, had the, the location picked out, our vendors, everything. 
And I came back from that fishing trip and said, all right, we're not opening a hot dog stand. Now, mind you, I've already put in my notice for my corporate job. She's like, what are you talking about? So I said, I don't know. I just, this is not right. So she said, well, we talked about it. We decided to broker cigars together. So we did that for about six months. And six months later, um, one of our large manufacturers we used to represent said, hey, you guys got, did a great job. You got our cigars everywhere and you're fired. Oh, oh. that's terrible. What, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, what is this all about? She said, welcome to the brokerage business. So as a broker, for those that aren't familiar with it, yeah. newer companies, new brands, they start up. You can only afford to hire a broker. It's a 100% commission. There's no overhead. There's no additional expenses. And so they count on the broker to sort of build up that particular market to the mm -hmm. point where they can afford to go in-house. Right. My wife had done this for 10 plus years. And I'm like, all right, I just, I can't function this way. So we just worked mm -hmm. ourselves out of a job. Mm -hmm. And so I, she's like, well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to start making our own cigars. She said, what do you know about making your own cigars? I go, I don't know. But I'm going to figure it out really quick. So that was, um, that was almost 16 years ago. It'll be 16 years in November. Wow. wow. Um, so a gentleman who uh, has been in the industry for forever, He's sort of an underdog, um, an amazing man, Rolando uh, VML. So mm -hmm. he actually flew to Chicago for the first time almost 16 years ago and met with us to ask him to sell his cigars in, in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. said, no, I'm actually looking to buy or build a factory. So uh, we're not interested in selling anyone else's cigars. He says, well, my friend, he says, come down to the Dominican. We've got a a 20,000 square foot factory, lots of excess capacity. If you like what you see, come down, blend your cigars, design your packaging, we'll oversee production. So within two weeks, went down there, met with Rolando, and, and sure enough, a beautiful uh, factory in uh, Pisano uh, Free Zone in Santiago, mm. and said, all right, let's do this. Wow. That's, that's sort of how that I transitioned from corporate and into scars and then into my own line very quickly. So from corporate banking to hot dog stand to broker to owner of a brand, did you end up buying that factory or were you they just making your cigars for you? No. Let me take a quick sip because that's a whole other story. But <laughs> <laughs> Take so, your time, Glenn. Take your time. So the factory has been, is owned by a very large uh, German company called Von Eichen, right? So okay. yeah, we sort of started building some momentum at the factory. They were asking me, buy the factory, buy the factory. I'm like, I don't want to own my own factory. Look, you, you, you know. Rolando and his team, everyone there has their, their expertise. They've been doing this for decades and decades. I don't want to be able to have to manage something that's in the Dominican. I'm in Chicago and I'm traveling right. all over the country, mm. building a brand. Right. So this, I've been asked to buy it several times and it, it, it just didn't make sense for me to do that. Okay. So... As you're doing this, you know, you already had a, a lot of business experience working in the corporate world. How, how did that help you as you are building the, the Christoph brand? Right. So, Dan, that's a great question. Um, I, I will tell you, 
business is business, right? Mm -hmm. So understanding the sort of the economics of running a corporation, understanding the income statement, the balance sheet, understanding cash flow, that was critical uh, right. for me. And, and that transitioned very well. In addition, I was, for most of my corporate career, I was in marketing and product development. So it was understanding the, the pricing of a product, understanding your competitors, uh, understanding the uh, implementation strategy, and, and managing the economics around that going forward. Right. So that was kind of a, that's a skill set that's translatable to really any business. So sure. that was incredibly helpful and, and still is to this day. In fact, right. we, we like to joke, look, unfortunately, you know, I don't have the accent, you know, of a traditional, <laughs> you know, decades, uh, generation old company, cigar making manufacturer. Uh, but we've got some great people that I have the opportunity to work with, like Jared, uh, and mm -hmm. we're, I've got great people on the team that understand business. We're we're good businessmen, and I think we make a really good cigar. So mm. that's been incredibly helpful for us uh, as we move forward. And has and again to answer your question, how I trans kind of transition from corporate to a, a different industry, a different business. Right now. Let me turn that around and ask the other side of that. What are some of the things that you had to learn from scratch, you know, that are unique to the cigar industry as you built up Christoph? Good Lord, man. Um, that's an easy answer. Um, <laughs> you know, look, I, I always enjoyed a cigar from the time I was 15, 16 years old mm -hmm. in, until 16 years ago. But it's a it's a artisan industry, right? And right. it's a very specialized industry. So I knew nothing about tobacco and still have a lot to learn. Um, mm. Blending, which we can get more into again, yep. it's it's an art. There's no science to it. It's not like analyzing an income statement or balance sheet and cash flow. It's an art. There's no mm -hmm. science. So those were some incredible challenges um, and, and still today I'm learning. It's, it's amazing. Mm. You never stop learning uh, about different tobaccos and processing and uh, blending for that matter. Right. Yeah. Uh, how involved are you in the blending of Kristoff uh, cigars? I know like Kurt, he like, leaves that to people who know much more than he does and speak Spanish. You know, when he speaks Spanish, he ends up with a brand new cigar because they, he asked for one thing and they made something else. <laughs> you know, you got Christian Aroa who's very involved in everything. You know, where, where do you sit on that spectrum? I'm, uh, I'm actually incredibly involved in the blending process. So mm -hmm. it's really, Rolando and I uh, will sit down, uh, I'll express a vision where, you know, in, the, the blending process over the years, what I've learned to sort of uh, play with is whether it's wrapper, binder, or filler, you're, you're smoking that tobacco, you roll it up, it looks like a little backwoods uh, cigar. Right. And you smoke it and, you know, you take either written mental notes about the strength profile, flavor profile. Um, and then you start, I say it's a lot like cooking, right? When you cook, yeah. you use different seasonings and spices and ingredients that complement each other, whether it's sweet, savory, spicy, salty. For me, and that's the best analogy I can come up with, for blending, 
It's exactly right. what I do. There's there's tobaccos that are sweet that you want to try to pair with um, maybe savory or, or, or spicy tobaccos. Sure. But it's finding that balance. And then once you start experimenting with the different wrappers, binders, and fillers from Honduras, Nicaragua, Dominican, Brazil, Ecuador, uh, Mexico, Pennsylvania, um, mm. it's just a matter of finding that right sense when you when you smoke it. So that's sort of the process I use. But I'm very active, and Rolando, with his Forty to forty-five, fifty years of experience. He brings a lot of knowledge to the table. So he and I work absolutely both together. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what what successes at Christoph are you most proud of? Whether they be business things or blends of of cigars that you've come out with. What what are some of the things that you are the happiest about? Well, the, you know, frankly, the fact that I'm speaking with you good people tonight is awesome almost 16 years later. So mm -hmm. the fact that we're still around, uh, that we we continue to grow, um, you know, we're all over the U.S. Uh, I think we're in about 39 or 40 other countries outside the U.S. Oh, wow. And it's still growing. Um, to me, that I'm, I'm most proud of that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not always been that easy. Uh, uh, well, it's it's great that you think being on not just blowing smoke is is a great success. <laughs> Absolutely, we think it, 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 it's for us. It's having you on the show is a great success for us. It's one of the things we're very proud of, for sure. Absolutely, um, absolutely. What what are one of the or two of the really hardest challenges or disappointments you've had to face over the last sixteen years as you've been bringing Kristoff to to life? Yeah, that's a Dan, great question. So, you know, there's a couple of things I had mentioned or touched on blending, right? That's an art. It's not a yes. science. And it took me, frankly, over a year mm -hmm. to sort of hone those skills. And I'm still learning, right? I'm, I'm, right. I'm no expert. Uh, I wouldn't consider myself a master blender by any stretch. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, for the first year, I came out with a lot of different scars, and none of them were called Kristoff, by the mm -hmm. way. But, you know, they, we would launch them, they would struggle for six, eight months, and it's like, this is not working. And then we'd launch another one, and, you know, we'd have several on the market that just didn't do well. And it was finally the very first Kristoff, which was the original Kristoff Criollo, okay. put us on the map. Um, so that was sort of a turning point for, for our company. And by the way, Christoph Cigars, our holding company, the actual original name is called Exclusive Cigars. Okay. So when Christoph, when I launched the very first Christoph cigar, the, the original Criollo, then I did the original Maduro, mm -hmm. those are the ones that put us on the map. And I ended up rebranding the entire company to Christoph Cigars. So that was sort of the turning point, um, working up to, a, to, your, to your question, a, a year of struggle and failure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of people are like, I would give up by now. I'm like, no, no, no. I've got a passion for this. I love it. So mm. we're going to find a, made, a way to make this work. So, uh, yeah, that's really interesting. It's it's so true. You know, that the building anything, you know, like when you're, you know, a company, you've, you've got to overcome these things and it's never going to be easy. You know, and here you are, you know, 15, 16 years later, you've got this, you know, 
great line of cigars, a wide array of cigars that have all gotten uh, great ratings, awards. You're in 34 other countries, like you just said. I mean, it's obviously it's a, a huge success there. Um, you know, it, at the same time, you were very successful, you know, in the banking business. And, um, you know, things got tiring for you there and you decided to leave and, and be your own boss and do this. I know there's all sorts of headaches, especially now in the, in the politically, you know, with working with marketing, doing cigars. There's a whole lot of headache being in the cigar business, too. Hey, what, what keeps you wanting to stay in this business? Dan, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, one word answer, mm. passion. This mm. has become a passion for me. Um, I, I love the product. I, I love the industry. Um, uh, you know, meeting thousands of people all over the country, all over the world for that matter. Mm. Yeah. Hanging out and in, in, in what I enjoy the most is not talking about me is hearing what other people do. What do you do for fun? What is your, what do you do for a living? What do you, what do you do for your downtime? So that interaction, I'm a little bit of an extrovert. So I love that part mm -hmm. of what I do. Not to mention this, this is just, you can listen, you might have the worst day ever. You could get home or go to your local cigar lounge and light up a cigar and all of a sudden 45 minutes later, life is good again. <laughs> so Absolutely. I, I just I love this industry and the fact that we're hanging out and having a good conversation like I would if I were there. Again, yeah. What I love about the industry. That's definitely what I love about it. You know, the, the idea, you know, when you I've always said that, you know, you know, really what you're doing when you're selling cigars is you're you're selling time to somebody. You're, you're giving, when you buy a cigar, you are getting something with which you are going to sit down and stop and relax, whether it's with yourself or with friends, you're going to take the time to sit and enjoy yourself. And that's something that we do so little of today, uh, that we need so much of today. And so, you know, hearing you, you know, echo that, that's, that's right where I'm at too. So I completely, completely understand that. Um, now, I know that family is very important to you. You know, I know the Christoph gets its name from your son, and uh, the Britannia Reserva was named after your daughter. You know, but like you said, you know, it's it's to do something like this takes a lot of time. And when you are in multiple countries and you're all over the United States, and you need to be seen and Doing these things, obviously, right now, it's been maybe a little bit easier in one sense, you know, doing all these podcasts or Zoom events from your home or your office. But how do you balance how do you balance home and family with work when you have this international thing that you're doing with Christoph? Yeah, um, I know. And that's a that's a struggle, Dan. I, I, I'll be honest with you. So as I was building the business and we started to grow and expand within the U.S. and outside the U.S., uh, I was probably traveling about 220 plus days a year. And there was a point in time when my wife tapped me on the shoulder and said, look, we got to talk. Mm. And she was dead serious. Like I'm literally 
traveling all week, get home on the weekend, pack up a new, you know, clean my clothes, dry cleaner, another suitcase, and I'm gone. Um, and, and that was a struggle. And especially so at the time, you know, Christopher was young. He was eight, nine, ten years old. And just it, it was a struggle. And it's funny. I'll tell you a, a true, quick, funny story. Um, I was traveling in California and our son at the time was huge into skateboarding. He was 12, 13 years old. Right. And calls me up. He's like, hey, can you come pick us up at the skate park? <laughs> like, Dude, if you wait three days, I'll be right there. I'll get you. Right there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just wait three days. Skate park. He's like, oh, are you out of town? I'm like, hello. I've been gone two days. He's like, never mind. Click. So, <laughs> Didn't even know. <laughs> at least he called you. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, that's honest um, truth. I mean, that, that's a true, true story. Um, so it was, it was definitely a struggle and, you know, uh, God bless, you know, Jerry, we brought him on board seven years ago. He became as our first in-house sales rep. Um, he's now, he's been our VP of sales for know, five, six years, five Something and a half years. like that. Yep. Yep. That sounds uh, about right. And, and so, you know, he, he's done a fantastic job. And he's sort of alleviated a lot of that travel for me. Mm. So he's, you know, he's sort of picked up a lot more travel that I don't have to do. So right now I'm, well, prior to COVID, uh, I was yeah. doing 20 <laughs> days a year, if that. So that's been incredibly helpful. Now, the downside is mm. my wife is like, you've been home for a week and a half. Aren't you going anywhere? Don't you? Have <laughs> no, that's true. I swear. That's true. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. You can't live with them and you can't live with them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that sounds so true to me. Good grief. Now, what what do you do to recharge yourself there, Glenn? Hmm. Um, Monkey shoulders and perfectos? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's there's a couple of things. So um, we just moved in a new house, and this is kind of timely, right? With mm-hmm. the shutdown, we we moved out of you know uh, suburbia where there was two hundred thousand people in our town, and mm. um, we started building house um, about fourteen months ago just moved in four months ago out in the country. So we literally live in the middle of nowhere. We're surrounded by farm fields. There's, we went from almost 200,000 people in our town to 6,000. Now we moved in, there was 6,002. So um, it, it's peaceful, it's quiet, and there's a ton of stuff to do around the house. Besides that, uh, we, we love camping. I call it, mm. it's more like Lamping, right? So yeah. <laughs> I, I was an avid camper my entire life. Uh, and early on when I was a younger adult, intense coolers. Uh, but now our downtime is, you know, taking out our travel trailer. And, you know, it's it, it, it's, a, it's a great downtime to sit and relax and reflect and have a cigar and good conversation. And in fact, this week I'll be going out with my brother Mark and his wife taking our campers out and just spending a long weekend together, hanging out and relaxing. So That's camping nice. for us is definitely uh, on that list of sort of decompression and a time to relax and reflect. So. So that maybe leads into the, the next uh, 
topic I want to talk about. You know, a, a few weeks ago, we had the, the uh, pleasure of having Christian Aroa on the show, and he is a self-professed germaphobe. And uh, so I asked him, so what's life like being a germaphobe in the middle of a global pandemic? And he laughed. He loved the question. He said, this is great. Everyone finally sees the world like I do. This is great. <laughs> and, the, you know, all the hotels are empty and people are staying away from me and they're wearing masks. This is awesome. And, you know, so for him, it was really working out. But, you know, for you, Glenn, <laughs> how, has, how have things been these last couple of months? You know, it's interesting. I had, you know, I had mentioned we moved into our new house about four months ago, and and right. so I've been, you know, busy with that and trying to balance work. And you know, all of us, our, our sales reps have been locked down for four months. Our office is going, you know, they're going in there two, three days a week for a couple hours to get things done. So we're trying to comply with what we need to be doing. Um, and and for me, it's you know, it's the same thing. It's a balance, but it's also given me some opportunities to to do things and, and kind of focus on things that you typically don't have time to do. Uh, yeah. Um, so it, 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 you know, it's, it's been good and I'm mm -hmm. blessed with a great team. Um, you know, all of our sales reps and, and, and Ward and Jared in our office and it's been and, and Vicky. So it's, it's been, it's been nice sort of to sort of sit back. I'm not quite as much of a germaphobe as, as Christian. I love him. <laughs> I don't um, think anyone's as much of a germaphobe as Christian. <laughs> I went to give him a hug one day and he's like, dude, don't touch me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. <don't." laughs> yeah. I'm a hugger. Um, so. Yeah, I'm a hugger too. Kurt's a close second, though, for a germaphobe. Yeah, he's a close. He's a close second. He's not <laughs> a hugger Kurt's either. Quiet, <laughs> sort of subtle smile where he doesn't say much, but there's something there, right? I just right. love Kurt. Yeah, no, Kurt's Kurt's awesome. Yeah, he's he's got that gnome look going right now. <laughs> I'm like, what's with the beard? <laughs> See, you you believe it too. He does. He looks just like a garden gnome. He looks just like a garden gnome. Hundred percent. And if I could grow <laughs> I'd look more like Santa Claus. Uh, there you go. But he does. He has this little twinkle in his eye, this great smile under that beard, and he, yeah, he is. He's he's got a warm personality. That's that's Super great. But you're right. He doesn't he doesn't talk much, but. But his smile says a whole lot. It's amazing. I love Kurt. Yeah. So how has how's how have things been, you know, business wise, you know, with this whole thing going? I know that not only have we had to deal with, you know, here in the States, you know, you know, a lot of the things we've been doing, you know, like going out to dinner to the movies that's been cut back or, you know, totally taken away depending on what state you're living in and all that but you know with with uh, uh cigar manufacturers you know working you know doing social distancing and you know everything's kind of slowed down no one's really stopped at this point um but how has that affected uh you and your business how are you helping your employees and and the you know people working for you like uh you know i know you know it's johnny here in new england for us yeah you know how is how are you having to step up as the leader of christoph with with all this going on with uh your peeps your employees 
Dan, another big question. Um, so, um, <laughs> we have, no, no, this is, it's all good news. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know how many manufacturers applied for the PPP loan, but we applied for that, um, got funded. We haven't mm -hmm. furloughed anyone. Uh, no one's been let go. Um, we've been paying them their full salary. You know, we've been doing what we can. And I think this is where the business side of my background comes in, even Jared's, um, yeah. where we've got that business acumen mm -hmm. to understand how to manage this process we're in. Uh, I'm not going to lie, brick and mortar sales are way down. If a, if a manufacturer says they're way up with brick and mortar, I'd question how truthful that is. Yeah. Um, we've seen a bit of a shift, um, a positive shift in catalog and online sales, which I think mm -hmm. most manufacturers have. I've talked to a number of them. Mm -hmm. um, people aren't going to cigar shops. They still want their cigars, so they're going online. Right. Uh, but, it, you know, it's a, it's a balance. And, in, in, you know, we're a Kristoff family. Um, so when a, a, someone new comes on board that I have the opportunity to work with, whether it's someone in the office or um, someone on the road, one of our account executives, they come to our house, my wife makes dinner, it's mm. a true family. And so mm. stay at our house, you know, it, this is a, a true family. And, and uh, I think if you talk to anyone um, in the Kristoff family, whether it's Jared or, or Johnny Vegas, like you just mentioned. Yeah, Fuzzy Bear. That family environment, which which I love. Another thing I love about this industry, and, and particularly our business. Um, so our objective, my objective from day one is to, to um, not let go of anyone, you know, mm -hmm. keep them, not furlough anyone. So we've been trying very hard and, and continue to, to do that to... Uh, not disrupt their lives, right? Right. It's the kind of the, the long, short answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. And, you know, the, the other side of that is, um, you know, you're keeping your relationship up with the brick and mortar stores. Obviously, a lot of them, especially in uh, April and the first part of May, you know, maybe didn't weren't even able to be open. We, we were fortunate here in New Hampshire. Twins was able to do curbside service. We were able, so people were calling up, asking for cigars like they were ordering takeout. We'd package things up, bring it out. They'd pick it up, you know, totally hands-off, contactless stuff. We were real fortunate that way. I know a lot of uh, shops, you know, weren't able to do that. Some states wouldn't let them do that, you know. And, and so, like you said, numbers are down because they haven't had the revenue to order stuff. And so now as things have been opening up, maybe things are starting to change and, you know, but how do you, how have you been working to keep the relationships going with these brick and mortar stores, you know, understanding that, you know, a lot of them, they're not ordering, not because they don't want to, but because they can't. Now, again, Dan, another great question. So, here, our strategy, and you know, Jared, uh, being just a guy I love and appreciate so much, um, our strategy was that you know he would have Zoom meetings twice a week with all the sales reps. We would invite uh, key retailers throughout the country as part of those calls, just to talk about the industry, the business, and all the sales reps because they were locked down. We said, look, don't travel. You guys just got to be safe but contact your customers. And it mm -hmm. wasn't asking for a sale, it was more, how are you doing? And what mm -hmm. can we do to help? 
what can we do to help you right now? Mm. Whatever that might look like. But it wasn't it wasn't to push a product or a sale because look, they're they're locked down. They can't, to mm. your point, maybe they're doing curbside <clears throat> service. So right. it was more just in contact and saying, look, we're here for you. If there's something we can do to help you, we'll do that. Um, and so that's been our approach through this whole process. And it's been, I think it's been very effective. Mm. Uh, thanks to our amazing sales staff and Jared and, and Ward, it's been, it's been really good. Yeah, relationship building is so important, you know, in any business, but especially in the cigar business, that's, I think, what people love most about it is the relationship building that goes on um, between, you know, for instance, us, we tobacconists and the customers, Bree being, you know, working up at the bar, that relationship, you know, the relationship we have with the, the reps, with you. And uh, it, yeah, I mean, keeping that relationship is just so important, I think. I think it's one of the reasons that, that um, uh, I think it's one of the reasons you've been, you're still around after 16 years. Not every company is. You see so many companies come and go, you know, so kudos. Yeah. 100%, 100%. You're right. It's, it gets back to relationship. It, it's, um, look, I'm a gringo that makes cigars living in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right? Uh, the irony. <laughs> right. It's, it's nuts. So um, I'm blessed. Look, um, I'm, a, I'm very strong in my faith. My wife and I are in... So every day I count my blessings and, and, and thank God for, you know, where we're at and what we're doing. And, you know, I don't want to get too cheesy, but, you know, I, I seek his guidance daily. Right. So we just try to do the best we can and try to make the right decisions and do the best by our customers. Right. So. Right. Uh, and it's not just the customer. There are a lot of these people are just friends. I mean, right. Friends. We just. Mm hang out and talk and what's going on. So it's, uh, that, especially during these crazy times, it's really about having that in, in relationship and embracing that and just saying, yeah. like, if, you, if there's something we can do, I mean, we've done virtual events, which have been fun, mm -hmm. uh, different than, you know, sure. actual hugging people and brother what's going on i haven't seen you in forever <laughs> well you, you, you do what you can you adapt right and, um so i you know I'm, i i feel blessed that we we're doing as well as we are that's awesome yeah you know my my nickname my moniker is pastor padrone and uh the pastor and pastor padrone is legit so you know I totally dig the whole faith thing. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. I don't think anyone else here does either. Nope. But, awesome. um, God bless, brother. I appreciate that. Hey, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Um, we're just about at the end of our segment here. What's what's our concluding thoughts here on the uh, um, Christoph Vengeance Perfecto? David, you've been, you've been very quiet this whole time, <laughs> working very hard. What's your thoughts on this cigar? It's From awesome, there. isn't it? You love your brother. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> the I'm definitely getting that dark cherry note. Yes. 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 Wait. What? <laughs> Dan just set you up. <laughs> uh, uh, an opinion, and now whatever you say, I'm not going to believe. <laughs> 
Move, move on, move on. We'll go to the next one. <laughs> Bree, how, how's the cigar? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead, Dave. Thanks go ahead, for Dave. sharing your thoughts there, Dave. Nick? <laughs> let him answer. Let him answer. <laughs> go ahead, Dave. No, really. Let, okay. Go ahead, what Dave. Give him an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on, Dave. What do you think of this cigar? You know what Dave's gonna Dave? You know what Dave's gonna say? He's gonna say the drinks are delicious. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the drinks <laughs> are delicious. <laughs> they are. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying. I'm totally getting the dark cherry, uh, a lot of wood. I love the retro hail. It is such a smooth cigar. Mm, yeah. Um, it has been just a. It's it's really enjoyable. Um, that's that's. I'm good. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> he is he's sincere he's a man of few words but he's very sincere nick hey, hey dave dave yeah i'm giving you a virtual hug right now right oh, oh, look at that oh, look at that go. dave reach out hug the camera there you go yeah. by the way my hands look huge when i do that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, they do Nick, what do you think of it? What's your final thoughts on this uh, Perfecto here? I have love you it. had the Perfecto I've, before tonight? I have, yes. This was actually the, when we first got him in. The Perfecto, I had it, and I fell in love times. with it. Um, the sweet, the spice, smooth, creamy, little earth, got the cocoa, little espresso. It's... It's an amazing cigar. I love smoking Kristoffs. Mm. I do, along with every other cigar that we have in the shop as well. But <laughs> if it burns, smoke it. The Kristoffs are pro are gonna have to be one of my go-to cigars. My favorite cigar that Glenn blends or makes is the Corojo Limitada. I love yeah. that cigar. That is my favorite cigar in his line. I love this cigar. I've, I've had all his cigars in numerous, numerous times. The Lanceros are amazing. Yeah, but that Corojo Limitada is my absolute favorite. I like you. Have I said that? I like you. Thank you. Well, yeah. I, love, I love you. So <laughs> you may like me. I love you. Oh, no. I love you, man. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> Pauly, Pablo Maduro, what do you think of this Maduro? So I've had the Toro version uh, of the Benchens, and I liked it very, very much. This, however, is my favorite. I've never mm -hmm. had the Perfecto before, so I would have to say after tonight, this is without a doubt my my favorite in the Benchens line. Uh, the Lajero Maduro, uh, the Lancero is really uh, was my favorite, uh, Christoph. This cigar is just fantastic, uh, just wonderfully smooth. Uh, Espresso notes that like we talked about, the, the black cherry, uh, the earthy wood notes, wonderful, rich spice on the retro hail. Just a superb cigar. Bree? Brother, I appreciate that. Still a lot of a cigar consistency. Um, I definitely got some, some more like creamy, smooth leather throughout, mm. um, like under, underlying notes of cocoa. Um, it's, it's still enjoyable. It's still burning. I really have only had to relight this once. Uh, and yeah, I'm still sold on Perfecto size. That's awesome. Thanks, Bree. And by the, the fact that you start off with a pissed off Kristoff is a little <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's a hard that's, first cigar to have. Bree, if I was doing an event with you, I'd be like, all right, what do you like to smoke? I'd ask you a couple of questions, different manufacturers, blends within their line. Then I would direct you to the right cigar. 
my guess off is not the right cigar for you. At least no. <laughs> First Christoph, anyway. Yeah, the nicotine count in that uh, cigar is outrageous. It is smooth, medium bodied, but then you get up and you realize, wow, I've smoked something. Yeah. Right. yeah. I will, Dan, I will tell you this. If, if Glenn Loop was here listening to this, he'd say, yeah. don't say the word nicotine. Because this is for FDA. This is not what you want to hear. <laughs> All right. All right. From now on, I'll just say vitamin N. There you go. That works. <laughs> now, before you know, you I, we started off with with uh, you. You know, I love this cigar. Wh where did you come up with the name Vengeance? Ah, uh, you want the truth, or you want a, yes. a, a cheesy? What, whatever you feel like. Either you know, both. if you want to say that you <laughs> talked to to you know um, Tom Brady and and he named it for you, know, that's fine. But you know, wh whatever you want to say. All right, so I, I will give you the God's honest truth. So I had mentioned when I got in this industry as a broker with my wife. Yeah. Um, and this large manufacturer, I won't name names, but right. say, hey, you guys got a project everywhere, record sales, thank you so much, and you're fired. Oh. Um, the original vengeance, so the original, original vengeance, and if, I don't know if Rocky will ever hear this, but it doesn't matter. The point is, we used to broker Rocky, and Rocky was not the one that let us go in this conversation, by the way. Okay, yeah. So he was at our house, and I said, uh, you know, look, Rocky, we're going to make our own cigar, um, kind of just to test the waters a little bit. Mm. And he's like, man, come to the factory, we'll make a cigar. <laughs> wow. That's an awesome impersonation <laughs> of Rocky. Oh, my God. I thought it was talking to Rocky right there. So <laughs> I brought a group of guys and, and gals to his factory for his factory tour in Honduras. Mm -hmm. And um, this is while we we're still brokering, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he, we sat down, we blended the very, very first Vengeance. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the, the Vengeance name goes back a long, long ways. That, that was actually our very first cigar before we ever started our own sort of... Really? If you will. So, yeah, that, that's the truth. So it's, a, it's, it's uh, and, you know, kind of a vengeance on, uh, how can I put this? I got to be very careful. So the brokerage industry, right? Yeah, you know, it's, yep. it's saying, look, you know, we're, we're going to try doing our own thing, our own thing. Mm -hmm. No disrespect to any manufacturer, but we're going to try this on our own. That was yeah. sort of the premise of that whole name. Wow, well, success that's, that's is the cool. best revenge. Now, you know, it makes perfect sense why you know, knowing your story now, that uh, totally fits. And let me tell you, um, this cigar, you know, burns perfectly. Uh, the construction's been right on point. It's yeah. got this nice straight razor burn line all the way down here. It's smooth. It's got this really deep, rich creaminess to it. Mm. All the tasting notes that everybody have said, you know, the the chocolate, the earth, the wood, the, the black cherry, you know, notes in there. The um, uh, retro, Dave said, you know, that's one of my favorite things about this cigar, too. Um, and it is. It's, this is this is. This is my favorite Christoph cigar, and um, uh, I, I'm glad that everybody is loving it. I, I love the fact that this is your first time having it. 
Paul. Vector, yes. Yeah, and and that he's enjoying it too. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 one of the great things, isn't it, is to have a cigar that you enjoy and share it with somebody, and have them, you know, say, hey, this is this is really good. You know, I, I love doing that. I love sharing that. I'm I'm glad that Breeze enjoyed it too, and maybe I've brought a little bit of redemption <laughs> to the Christoph <laughs> line in her yeah. point of view with all that. But uh, so this is great. Glenn, thank you so much for being with us tonight. We really appreciate your time. Very and we so. know you're really busy and and uh, took a little bit to get this together. But we're so glad you've been with us tonight. This has been fantastic. We Dan, can't wait to have you. you up here in New Hampshire in person. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys and just the opportunity to be on your show. It's awesome. I wish I were there. I've been to that shop yeah. more times than I can count. Um, and I love Kurt. I tell him hello after he gets off his boat. We will. Um, <laughs> we certainly I, will. Seriously, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for your support and just for having me on the show and just Absolutely. this exchange uh, thoughts and ideas. And I appreciate the great questions, Dan. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, thanks, that Glenn. too. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah. So we'll be right back after a short break. We'll be uh, opening up a tin of Cornell and Deal's small batch sun bear and switch into pipes in just a moment don't go anywhere we'll be right back all right everybody we're back and uh thanks for waiting around for us We've now switched to the pipes for the second half of the show, and we are lighting up the new 2020 edition of Cornell and Deal's Sun Bear. It is a small batch uh, production that uh, they originally did last year, and it was so well received that they decided to do an expanded um, uh, sophomore showing of it in 2020. And um, this is what it says on the tin. It says, a blend of fine red and bright Virginias balanced by Basma leaf from 2014 and Izmir and Orientals, Izmir Orientals from 2013. So there's some real aged tobacco here. <clears throat> Sun Bear commends itself with subtle notes of South Carolina garden-grown honey from the personal beehives of Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell and Deal. Oh, yeah. The natural honey complements the subtle drizzling of silver tequila and elderflower for a natural, refined-tasting tobacco with an underlying, underlying swashbuckling boldness. Mm. Sun Bear is a unique experience for the connoisseur who appreciates a dance of flavor components dominated by quality Virginias. Oh, yeah. It is blended by Cornell and Deal and manufactured by them. It is a Virginia-based blend, and uh, Virginia, Basma, and Izmir are the contents uh, of the blend. And like the uh, uh, tin description said, honey, tequila, and elderflower are flavorings that have been added to this. It's a broken flake that uh, you get in this tin. And we're having the same drink, right? With this, we're doing the, the Bell Select Woodford Reserve. Yes, yeah, so we are. The only thing we changed is uh, we've decided to add one or two ice cubes um, just to open up the flavors just because uh, we don't want it to overpower the type of tobacco. 
too much. And I, I know um, for people like Nick, it's not he's not exactly a fan of adding the ice. Not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. I was but extremely aggravated when she dropped. We added we added extra whiskey though, so it's okay. <laughs> but I drank whiskey. So about his buzz. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the buzz. I want to. I want to taste my my. my but yeah, I know. Um, Paul, you mentioned that you were also getting a few extra flavors from adding the ice on yeah. in regard to your first few sips. I think it absolutely uh, it opened up a lot more of the sweetness in the mm. uh, bourbon. Uh, incredibly smooth. Uh, with the tobacco, it's bringing out a lot more of those Virginias for me. Um, so there's already a lot of uh, dried fruit without the drink. This is mm-hmm. just bringing out and enhancing more of them. Uh, I think this is fantastic. I, I think the there's, a, there's just a little bit of, uh, of spice, but it's so minute, uh, very, very smooth. But I'm getting almost like a, like a, a little bit of bread, too. Mm. Yeah, you can get some bread notes from the Virginia. Yeah, yeah, that's the first time in a long time that I've actually, because we've done so many Virginia blends, that I'm actually noticing that more tonight. So I don't know, maybe my palates are just on overdrive. Mm. What are you picking up there, uh, Nick of Ross? Elderflower. I actually am. I swear to God, I'm actually getting some elderflower in there. Um, some deep, rich sweetness a little bit of spice on the retro hill I'm definitely going to go with Paul on that one um, and it's a lot bolder than the last sun bear that we had which we reviewed uh, almost a year ago now. Yep. Um, and I prefer this one over the, la- over the first one really? yeah this one's got a lot more oomph behind it mm-hmm. um, a lot more flavors that are tap dancing on my palate, um, and this one's just just giving me the business. It's if I can say that on on live, it's giving me the business. This tobacco blend is giving me the business. <laughs> giving me the business, Ooh, baby. I love the thunder. Oh yes, it's so good. We're gonna have to. Uh, why? I don't know why. <laughs> but there's a lot of tobacco notes here. Yeah. I'm gonna, I guess Brad's gonna make another shirt. So, <laughs> so having me smoke a pipe, saying I don't know why, but there's a lot of tobacco notes here. Oh my goodness. Brad, make the shirt. I'll buy it from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm picking up a lot of wood. A lot of, uh, you know, there's. A, I definitely can taste the the honey, but it's more like it, you know, really kind of brings out the uh, sweetness and fruitiness of the Virginias, the Izmir and Bosma, which are both Orientals, that that they bring some spice and zip to this. I think that's what's really uh, creating a lot of the. Um, Nice, you know, uh, stronger notes that you're appreciating there, Nick. Yeah, you know, yeah, and for sure. uh, um, I'm not familiar enough with elderflower to know that I'm tasting elderflower. Oh, but oh, so nice. I can't, I can't, I can't say one way or the other. But I, you know, it, it, one of the things I love about Cornell and Deal and how they blend things is when they add toppings. You know, this silver tequila in this. They've added elderflower. They've added honey. But this is not an aromatic. No. The, you know, the, the toppings that they have added are added in such a way and in such quantities as it really just kind of supports and brings out the best uh, of the blend 
of the tobacco so that you can enjoy the tobacco that's there. And, you know, so you're not smoking this going, hmm, silver tequila, you know, <laughs> but you're, you're really enjoying, I think, some more richness in those tobaccos that you wouldn't normally if those uh, extra ingredients were not added to the blend. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. All right. Amen. Elderflower's actually got a very, very unique flavor. I agree with Nick on that, yeah. honestly. You can taste you can taste the other flavor. It's, it's completely it's on the retrohale. Like retrohale you get like mm. honey and elderflower. Yeah. Um, and off the bat I just got spice until I really like closed my eyes and took a moment to like experience that. Yeah. And it's like super noticeable. It's an extremely unique flavor. I mean I, I can't I'm not picking it up. I'm not saying you guys Lying. Are you saying we're wrong? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I've had elderflower many, many times. Usually, it goes well with you know, like like vodka or gin or whatever. But I, I can't pick it up. I mean, mm. my, my pal is just not accepting like yours is. Uh, yeah, baby. Well, I think that adding the the um, uh, ice cube to the uh, Woodford really helped make that much more palatable with this tobacco, which is, you know, the Vengeance was a really medium plus, the full-bodied cigar. Yeah, yeah, sure. It needed something with some real backbone to stand up to it, and the straight Woodford really did that. Um, this is a medium at best Yes, uh, tobacco. This is not nearly as strong, and I, I, I really think the straight Woodford would have been a little too much. Um, kind of like you know, Glenn K said though, you know, you know, creating pairings is really about your own personal taste. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, um, you know, Nick, I know if he had had his choice, would have just taken the bottle and just sucked on it while he yeah. intermittently smoked his I, I want it. I, like, I, to be honest, I'm, I am now appreciating a little bit more of the Woodford with the two ice cubes that Bree has watered my drink down in. <laughs> um, but I am actually appreciating it more. There's actually, I don't know, Paul, if you can get it, there's a little bit more sweetness to the drink now. Oh, there is. Than than it was before mm. and I, I am to be like I said to be honest I am definitely appreciating the drink more with the tobacco it's going it's toned it down a little bit it's not as strong it's not as crazy on my palate like I like it to be um, so with it being toned down I'm able to enjoy the tobacco a little bit more yeah yeah and I, I think that um, you know one of the one of the keys to pairing well is to blend you know the strength of body mm -hmm. of whatever you're smoking with the strength of body of whatever you're drinking and you know by by adding an ice cube or two to the Woodford you're changing the body of that drink because you're diluting it a little bit yeah. and I think that little bit helped this this has some really like you said Nick it has some really strong flavors to it it does um, so I think just taking the Woodford down a notch really helped equal it out yeah, with, with the sure. tobacco here now last Friday was National Tequila Day Ooh. 
Hallelujah. And it was also July 24th, which we all know is 724, which means it's 724 day. And we had a huge party and celebration and soiree at the 724 lounge. And I wondered if Bree might give us a little bit of a rundown on what happened, how you thought it went and everything, and and uh, what uh, went on on that crazy night. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, we, we had a great turnout um, on the bar at night. It was uh, Kendra, Sam, and I, and our new bar back, Pat, um, and all of us bar were, back, Pat. <laughs> all of us oh, were running. Bar back, bar back, Pat. Pat. <laughs> so, Sam the bar man and bar back, Pat. Nice kid though. Um, yeah, I have to yeah, kiss we, him. We were running. Um, it was great though. Everyone mm. was there. Um, everyone was smoking 724. Um, we had our Heritage Tequila flight, which had um, our two new, well, one of them's new, our two 724 barrels of Heritage and um, the New Hampshire State Select Barrel. So mm. you can kind of try those side by side. Um, we do still have the flight. Um, and yep, we're running our whole um, 724 spirits for $7.24 every day special, all day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely something that you want to put on your calendar for every single year. It's an annual thing that we do. Um, we had some catering from La Coretta. We had a Mamas on the Run food truck there all day. A um, mm-hmm. bunch of box deals. Um, mm-hmm. did we, who, who won the package? We had um, a 724 package that had um, four of our select barrel spirits and four of our boxes of 724 cigars. I wasn't. I was working here, so I don't know what happened with that. I, I was. I, I left before the end of the night, so I have no idea. Yes, we noticed that, Paul. Yes, <laughs> we noticed that you were missing. Glad I was missed, Dan. You, you were missed. I missed you the most. You were missing. Yes, Nick did miss you the most. He was actually crying in his. Uh, his That's why he was so sad. Yes. I wanted Paul. I wanted Paul to stay so bad. I, I try to talk him into it, and he's like, "No, I gotta go." I gotta go walk the dog. By the way, Fletch needs to be walked. <laughs> Fletch is a, a very high energetic very angry corgi. If he does it, a very angry corgi. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's that's an image that I just don't need. Start, he starts tearing up the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Starts tearing up. You know, Paul's favorite chair. He likes to sit in while he smokes. Yes. That's unacceptable. <laughs> that's, that's unacceptable. <laughs> it's outside. It's unacceptable. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now, if you miss a 724 day, fret not. There's another great party coming up at Twins. The 23rd annual Smoking Blues Barbecue. Yeah. On Saturday, September 19th. Um, general admission to that is $135. You can get a VIP admission, which gets you in a little bit early. And I think your swag bag is a little bit bigger, is it not? It is, yes. And breakfast. Yeah. And breakfast. And, breakfast and, and the, cocktail. And, and cocktail. The Bloody Mary Bar, right? Mm-hmm. Who's doing that yet? Yep. For one sixty, and then uh, if you want to bring a friend who doesn't 
want cigars or you have a wife who doesn't want cigars and you don't want double the cigars, mm. which is what I would do, you can buy a spouse ticket for 50 bucks. I just buy and two tickets. And get in for the me. event, get all the food and all everything going on, uh, just without the uh, cigar bag in there. But uh, you want to talk a little bit about what happens, Paul, on uh, the uh, barbecue day? Yeah. What, yeah. What, are, what are people in for if they come to that event? Well, uh, like I said, it all starts at 11 o'clock for the VIPs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll greet you at the door, give you the wristband, come on in. We'll have a, uh, the food truck. I'm sorry, the, uh, the well, it is a truck. It's a barbecue truck. Mm -hmm. uh, Hickory Sticks will be there. Um, nice. And uh, it's a whole day of a lot of games, vendors, uh, just a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there'll be uh, entertainment. Um, all, all the whole staff will be there, running around. Kurt will be holding court. Uh, I know, I know, Bree, you and Zika are really trying to put together some new stuff. Yeah, we're trying to throw, sprinkle some goodies in there. Where, um, there's a lot of it that we're still kind of um, booking through and figuring it out. But um, we will have our tattoo artist, our 724 nice. tattoo booth there nice. again. So, um, are you going for another? Oh man, we'll see. Are you going to another? I am. Are you gonna? Are you gonna try and get the uh, the? The one for the new website. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, you know, actually, I'm gonna try to get one this year. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm gonna try to get one this year. Uh, me a couple months ago, me and my wife got matching semi-matching tattoos and semi-matching semi-matching what does that mean well we both got crowns you both over our left crown. shoulder yeah we both got crowns yeah. over our left shoulder but hers is more of a queen's crown and mine's more of a king's crown that actually looks like the symbol of uh, boom sauce from the IPA boom sauce it almost looks exactly like the crown from boom sauce why do I not have any problem believing you wanted a boom sauce crown <laughs> I don't even drink on your arm. I don't even drink it. I am boom sauce. I am boom sauce. I don't know. Maybe uh, get like a huge back tattoo of Kurt's face <laughs> on my back. Get a little gnome tattoo. <laughs> I'll get it on my ankle. Happen. That's gonna happen. I'll get it on my ankle. <laughs> I'll get it on my ankle. Give me, give me that drawing that that, that Maggie made. I'll, I'll hand it over to him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that would that would actually be a good idea. Yeah, yeah well, oh, I would happened. totally. How long would that take I'm for? Tell Drew. That could be a quick flash. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah. 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 thirty minutes. Oh, yeah. We'll dial it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll dial it in. I think we're talking to him on Tuesday about yeah. his flash sheet. So. Can, can we make that into a Christmas ornament? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's gonna happen. Yes. I think that would sell huge. That would be perfect. I'm gonna put that on the top of my tree. Yeah, we need a Kurt Angel angel. Merry Christmas, everyone. This is God 24. bless you and God bless 724. Yes. <laughs> you, you put a little string on his back and goes, make it happen. <laughs> oh, yes. 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 It could be two of them. It could be that one, or and then if you lean in, you're cleaning. I'm gonna have to dub a special yeah. edition of Polar Express with this yeah. face over Santa. Yeah. Oh, or just, God. yeah. What? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
for a makeshift hospital to be built in case current capacity limits are exceeded and that some of the factories in the area have committed to donating money for supplies. Oh, awesome. That's great. So, so uh, basically, they bought their way back into the They basically production. did. Good for them. Yeah. But whatever and it takes. That's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> so fear not, you Honduran cigar lovers. There should be plenty to come. What's that? 724? That's very good. Yeah, it's yeah, us too. You know, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's very good. That's good for, for everyone, including us. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Placencia is down there. So is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Aurora factory, Arrino, yeah. you and would you, you know, two sides of the same coin. Yeah, Christian's probably upset, though. He probably is. <laughs> <laughs> we still love you, though. <laughs> so the other story, um, and this is just probably just the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, San, Diego, San Diego County sued over flavored tobacco band. Ooh, yeah. Another municipality has found itself in the crosshairs of a lawsuit over its ban of flavored tobacco as San Diego County is being sued by R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company, American Snuff, and Santa Fe Natural Tobacco Company. As noted in a report by CSPDailyNews.com, the suit is similar to ones filed against Los Angeles County, Philadelphia, and Edina, Minnesota, with a plaintiff seeking declaratory and injunctive relief against the ordinance, which was approved in late January and went into effect on July 1st. It bans the sale of all flavored tobacco products, including flavored cigars, pipe tobacco, as well as flavored e-cigarettes and menthol cigarettes. Hmm. The lawsuit claims that the ban is in violation of the Family Smoking Prevention and Tobacco Control Act, the 2009 federal law, which empowers the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to regulate tobacco products. The plaintiffs say that the act contains language that prohibits state and local government from enacting and standards or laws that either differ from or add to the federal law. Additionally, the complaint says that the county's ban stands as an obstacle to the purposes of federal law, which are to uh, promulgate tobacco product standards that can be used at the national level. It notes that Congress and the FDA have already established that certain tobacco products, particularly menthol cigarettes, should remain available to adult users of tobacco products. Mm. This suit was filed in the Federal District Court for the Southern District of California. And we should note that that report is from Half Wheel. Yes. <clears throat> Give them credit where credit is due. Yeah. And um, uh, that's very interesting to me. Uh, that <laughs> it's it's a very interesting tact, isn't it? Yeah. That, uh, they are saying that the the very act that started this whole uh, world that we're living in under con- under the uh, control of the FDA. Um, the whole uh, law that started that, uh, they're looking to that saying you can't ban flavored tobacco because it violates that very law. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we did a little research. I actually found, I believe, if you hit, you want to hand me that paper there, the um, law, what's the name of it again? I can't remember. It's, uh, it's way too long. Yeah, the, uh, hold on a second. The Family Smoking Prevention and Tobacco Control Act of 2009. Yes, whatever that was. That that law is 84 pages long. It is immense. And on page 49... Which I have here. You found it currently, 
nicotine stain fingers. He found it. It says uh, under section 916, which is the uh, preservation of state and local authority, it's in, in uh, paragraph 2A, it says, in general, no state or political subdivision of a state may establish or continue in effect with respect to a tobacco product any requirement which is different from or in addition to any requirement under the provision of this chapter relating to tobacco product standards, uh, pre-market review, adulteration, misbranding, labeling, registration, good manufacturing standards, or modified risk tobacco products. And so basically what they are saying is is that this law is meant to put in national standards for tobacco and the law does say that uh, and most of this law is really written with a language for cigarettes and vaping yeah and it does say that uh, menthol is one of the flavors that is allowed to continue and so to ban it and uh, other fla other flavored tobaccos um, uh, may run against the very purpose of this law, which is to create a national standard which keeps all these companies on uh, one footing that can be checked across states, across the country. And it's going to be very interesting to me to see what happens with this. I hope yeah. they win. They you know, win. Um, well, of, of course you do, Dave. Well, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mountain Dew Cherry Pie, you know. Uh, hey, we can have this. We can have bubblegum vodka. All right, we can have you know cherry flavored smokes. Okay, it's it's okay. And um, you know, well, I agree with that. I I do think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, Massachusetts, a, a state that's right underneath us here, twins. A lot of our customers come up from Massachusetts. Um, you know, they recently banned uh, flavored tobacco, and so uh, that not only include included um, pipe tobacco, but also included. Cigars and um, menthol cigarettes yep. as well, Perfect. and uh, so now everyone's flying to New Hampshire trying to find their, you know, uh, flavored tobacco, and uh, it's going to be really interesting. I, I think if if something like this, this is the fourth, is this the fourth or the fifth, according to that article suit that that was there four that were already previous or this is okay so this is the fourth yeah. it'll be real interesting to me if any of these actually win whether or not you will see these companies then go to states like Massachusetts, which has done this flavor ban, and do the same thing there. Once there's precedent set, you might see reversals of all this. Right now, the only way to enjoy, like, a, for instance, an a acid cigar from Drew State in Massachusetts is if the cigar uh, place that you get that, that cigar from has a lounge, and you smoke it there in the lounge but you can't take it with you <laughs> that's crazy you have to smoke it there you know and um, it just it just seems so 
ridiculous. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Uh, I'm very, I'm very interested to pay attention to this. I know it's going to be a long time coming. The court moves about as fast as molasses uphill in January with these things. Mm, true. But uh, we'll keep our eyes out for what happens uh, with these different uh, lawsuits, and we will continue to let you know what goes on with that. All right. Um, let's do a would you rather question. We didn't do this last week. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so we're going to do two. Like we're going to, no, we're just going to do one. <laughs> we're just going to do one. Uh, but uh, let's let's start with this. And Nick, since you weren't here last week, you can uh, be the first person to answer right. this question. Yeah. Would you rather know the history of every object you touched. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Already Nick has taken this oh. in a way that I never intended it to go. I don't want or, I don't want to know any history of anything that I touch. Would you rather be able to talk to animals? Oh Jesus, come on. <laughs> know the history of every object you touch or talk to animals. Go. Nick. No, uh talk to animals all to animals. day long. Yeah, all day long. All day. I have chickens. I have a Rottweiler. I have birds, deer, coyote. I found that. You actually have pet deers? No, they're not pets. They just roam onto my property. Mm -hmm. But deer, wild turkeys. We actually found out that we have a weasel on the property, which we have to kind of get rid of. No swiping. Um, but yeah, man, I just love... To talk to animals, I'd I'd love that. I'd be a Doctor Doolittle all day long, man. I'd be Eddie Murphy all day long, man. Oh man, it'd be awesome. It would be for me. It would be that. I, I would love to talk, sit, and have a conversation with my dog Zeus. And just sit and just be like, really? I didn't know that you thought that of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You really don't like long walks? Okay, sure. No, we'll shorten it up. <laughs> uh, you, don't, you don't like bats? Oh, no. We'll switch it up. Zeus, why do you rub your butt across the carpet? <laughs> I don't have carpets, but... Dave? Yeah. Um, I, I'd definitely go with animals. Absolutely. Bar none. Bar none? Bar none. Okay, bar none. Bar none. That's a very uh, short answer, Dave. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Paul. Uh, no doubt about it. I, I'm a huge animal lover, and uh, I would absolutely love to talk to animals, if for nothing else than to talk to my cat. What? No. Yes. No, I know what he's I know what he's just had a conversation with him to say, why, must you, why do you feel the need to keep me up all night? <laughs> I'm sorry about it about nighttime and me that you must do this. I would love to be a fly on that wall when he has that conversation. Yeah, I, would I would I would pay to be a fly on that wall. Greatest mystery of the world. It is. Cats yeah. do what they do. Yeah. Wow. Why do you claw on my face at night? <laughs> Why, why is that? Why is that a need for you to do that? <laughs> oh Bree, would you rather know the history of everything you touched 
or talk to animals. Um, one hundred percent animals. I yes. like. I, I feel like. Um, it, like every object in this world, every material, there's really like no value underneath it all in any way to most material things on this earth. Like animals, they've been there since the beginning of time. They have almost like their own universal language. And I feel like talking to animals would let you into some universal secrets that like we don't think of when we're thinking outside of human sentience. Mm-hmm. Perspective. I think it'll be boring. I think, <laughs> I think, I, I totally understand, you know what I mean, talking to animals or wild animals and getting you know the history of the universe or you know that area Wild stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I think in all reality it'll just be super boring like i talked to my my dog zeus and he'd be like yeah i'll just go to the bathroom and eat bones all day yeah that's all i do nick that's, that's pretty much all i do that's the animal too though you know some the deer would be like, yeah, I just try to mate and run away from hunters. Holy shit, what's that noise? Come out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Yeah. I'm just trying to like, you know, screw you. <laughs> I, would, I think if I could speak to one animal right now, um, I would want to speak to the rabbit that was, so I was at an outdoor shooting range um, over the weekend. And nice. Shooting, and this rabbit runs out of the bushes, and he's just chilling there. He's like, literally, and I'm like, the guns are going off and he's so, just there and he straight up runs across the target area and he's just looking around like nothing's going on could have been blind but, deaf or yeah, that's what I'm guessing but I don't think he was blind or deaf maybe he had a deaf wish I don't know maybe suicidal rabbits he's got really big teeth <laughs> could have been rabies <laughs> you could talk to your pet skunk there you go. You can do it. Danny. Oh, those little slippers, those are Danny. Those are very unique, skunky looking. Danny. Yeah, Danny. But, but what would you rather, my friend? Hmm. Well, I, I, I'm going to preface that by saying in my house currently right now, there are 15 animals. So would you like to have a conversation with them? No. 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 I always ask no, the No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what they're thinking. to the 300-year-old house. I don't want to know what they're thinking. I would love, you know, I'm a history guy. And, you know, I, I'm very into that kind of thing. And, you know, I've held, you know, um, yeah, I've held in my hand a third edition of... Uh, John Calvin's Institutes of the Christian Religion. And that was that's a, that's a uh, theological book yeah. that was written um, 500 years ago. Wow! And there were like of that edition, there were 200 copies yeah. made, and here's one of them. Wow. 500 years later, oh, that'd be cool. And I'm holding it. I would love to know. The history of that book, yeah, and where it's been and who's, who's touched it. It's it's just there's there's something like that. That that is just something that for me is really good. now. Like I said, you know, there's so many animals. I have three daughters. Yeah. I hear enough crap as it is. <laughs> I don't want to hear the complaints of the birds, the cats, or the dog. I just, wanna, I just, you know, I'm hearing the chirping right now, and right now it sounds really pleasant. I don't want to know that they're cursing me out, cursing my daughters out. I don't want to know. It's not happening. 
This water is so poopy. When are you going to change it? Why do you have to go out of it? You know, I can't breathe. Hey, I'd like to get out of here. No man would come take me out and take me into a room. She always takes the other birds out. She doesn't take me out. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear any more complaining. Well, that's all good, but I'd be scared to death. You know, we've got one of our cats, you know, Emmy. Uh, you know, one of these long-haired, you know, um, I don't know what kind of cat it is. It's, it's a long-haired cat, yeah. okay? No, but gray, beautiful, nice, gray cat. The thing is the only cat I have ever been around in my 50 years of existence that does not like me. <laughs> wow. And this cat, every summer, this summer no exception, has gotten a lion cut. Oh, wow. So, big puffy head, tail, feet, and buzzed everywhere else. Body. I don't want to hear what that cat is, is thinking. <laughs> I don't want to hear miserable. the, what the heck did you do to me? <laughs> it is so freaking cold. <laughs> that or too hot. Or too hot, you know, but it's like, you know, I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So... I would rather know, you know, who's held the book, who wrote the book. You know, I'm sure Kurt would be like, where did this sign come from? And, you know, where are the people that, you know, that's, like that that's, okay, that's, 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 that's where I'm at. That's yeah. where I'm at. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. We've got um, a parakeet, two lovebirds. And a partridge and a pear tree. There's four doves. There used to be two. You figure out what happened. Uh, now there's four. Dan and then in the eighty four and a half. Every morning you'd go into the bathroom and pick up your toothbrush and be like, Ew! <laughs> <laughs> your toothbrush. But that's a, that, you know what I mean, like but you said that you would anything you touched. So that means you really can't touch anything. A human being touches like a million things a day. Doorknobs. For us, it's cigars. Well, I think the idea it's, is it's, thing, it's, any object you touch. I don't think it's like, you know, you, you touch your kid or you touch your wife and all the history of that thing comes out of you. I, I don't know if that's... Now, if that's how you read it, Mike, you know, I'm just... Oh, man, I don't want to know where that's be, been. You gotta, be, you gotta be more specific. Oh, my. Well, that's that's where I'm at. I, cool. I, don't, I don't want to be Mr. Doolittle right now. I'm happy just watching and listening to him, thinking that it's all very pleasant sounds they're making, and that's enough for me. How would you stay at hotels? Oh, God, you wouldn't be able to. Oh, boy. You wouldn't bring that. I think I'd be sleeping on the floor. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd just rather go camping. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay in the car, thank you. All right, so what are our um, final thoughts here on uh, Sunbear? Which is really 2020 good. version of Sunbear. Buy this. Okay, Dave yeah. thinks it's really good. Yep. <laughs> Any particular reason you think that, Dave? Um, well, again, I'm a big fan of Virginia's and the fact that there's, you know, like this honey that's going through it that you can really taste in the retro hail um, and the aftertaste. Oh, what's the aftertaste like, Dave? It, it's like, explain it to us. It's like a, it's like a, you know. A, no, I don't know. I'm asking you. What what's the aftertaste taste like? It's like a, it's like a breaded honey. Breaded honey. 
Mm-hmm. Tasty. Mm. I like uh, honey on my bread. Mm. Nick, what about you? What do you like about the stuff? Do you like it at all? Uh, of course I do. You think it sucks? No, I don't think it sucks. <laughs> I think it's better than the first edition, I'll tell you that. How do you remember the first edition? Light and sweet. Light was, and sweet. Yeah, it was light and sweet, little floral notes in there. This got a lot more body. Um, with the elderflower that I'm getting on the retro hail mm. and a little bit of spice, deep, rich sweetness in there. And the body is a solid medium. It's something that I'd love to smoke every day. Not that the first edition, I didn't love to smoke. I did really love to smoke that in the mornings because it's light. It's lighter than this. Um, but towards afternoon, two o'clock, three o'clock, I needed something a little heavier and I wouldn't pick that up. Mm-hmm. I'd go to, you know, something like um, the Carolina Red Flake or something like that. Right. Um, but with this, it would probably be up there with the Carolina Red Flake, middle of the day, or even something at night with the bourbon that uh, brew watered down for me. That's great. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's spectacular spectacular it's spectacular Dan this 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 is spectacular it's spectacular <laughs> how did I know that's where it was going okay uh, Paul what, what do you think of this tobacco here well yes transcendent <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. I, I can't recall how the uh, Sunbeer 2019 smoked. It's been so long, mm-hmm. and uh, but I will admit and agree with Nick that this has nice body with it. Yes, wonderful dried fruit, uh, bready notes. I love Saint Germain and and elderflower in general, but I cannot for the life of me pick it out, and I feel like I'm missing something. You and Bree, Nick and Bree, had both said that they can pick up the notes specifically on the retro hill I can't but having said that this is a really really good smooth medium smoke um, I think it's 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 fantastic really really good yeah when you're new to the whole pipe world mm-hmm. um, is this making you a little bit more excited about pipe smoking this or is, yeah this not? is definitely one of um, the so far the most unique pipe blends I've smoked so far mm-hmm. I, I agree I, yeah I agree this, this pairing too um, I've noticed I'm not sure if um, my, my bowl is a little bit charred or what um, but as the flavors have marinated mm-hmm. when I like um, take like a good puff of this like take go real slow on my exhale and like have a little bit of this on um, bourbon I almost get like a, a faint like um, licorice underneath it it's, it's very strange it's, it's almost like um, it's very subtle but it's almost like a little bit of licorice and of like course a black yeah, or lighter, but yeah, it's it's like really a, interesting. Like it's, a gray it's licorice. Slightly, yeah, <laughs> right. It's actually like a dark gray licorice, not not quite like eighty percent gray. Yeah, <laughs> one of the grays. <laughs> one of the grays. Eighty shades of gray. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Enjoyable nonetheless, and the, the elderflower has definitely faded out. I think that was more of an initial hit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now like the spice has taken over, mm-hmm. and um, I'm getting a lot more of. Just like uh, Nick had said, it's almost like um, charred toast with honey on it, <laughs> mm. like honey bread. Mm. Honey on yeah, bread. Yeah, definitely. The, the honey is impacting this all the way down mm-hmm. the bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The flavors seem to be getting stronger as it goes down. It gets a little bit more spicy. The wood notes get a little bit more uh, pronounced. That um, 
those sweet stewed fruit kind of notes, you know, also seem to increase as it goes down. Uh, it also seems to get a little bit more spicy. I, I experience the Orientals a lot more as this is going down there, especially in the retrohale. And it's leaving a little bit of a tingle on my tongue. A little bit of skit, Matt. A little bit, a little bit of a tingle. A little bit of a zip. A little bit of a zip. I also want to point out Dan Villafranca. His question, not question, but I think he chose to touch the history of Monica Lewinsky's dress. <laughs> the real history. The real history. The real history. Dan, nobody really wants to. Well, no, that'd be an interesting history. It would be, but do you really want to know? Yeah. No experience. What happened there? Thanks, that's, Dan. That's, for that wow. uh, mental that's image. Tough. <laughs> that's tough. Good night. Um, <laughs> we have we have great fans who are and not in blowing smoke. That's just not blowing smoke. See you guys next week. <laughs> well, speaking of next week, next week we are going to be smoking a classic cigar. We're going to be smoking the Illusione MJ12. Oh yeah. And uh, that's going to be a nice follow-up to the Sunday here. It's yeah. going to be nice and uh, smooth, and um, we're going to uh, enjoy reviewing that, I'm sure. Find out why it's so popular. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Do we have a, a drink or cocktail chosen for that cigar yet? Mm. Because I have something in mind. What would you pair with it, Nick? Uh, what? What did you say? Penicillin. No, absolutely not. That's too light for MG12. I'm assuming you haven't had an MG12 yet. That a, a, a penicillin is not too light for an MG12. Yeah, I, I think it's too fruity. I think it's light for the penicillin. The, the, the MG12? Are we doing the Corojo or the Maduro? The Corojo. Oh, that's, that's, I'm sad now. That's it. I'm sad. I wanted the Maduro. I did not say the MJ12 Maduro. I said the MJ12. Well, my image that it popped in my head was the Maduro. Let's do the Maduro. I want everything to be black, don't you, Nick? <laughs> the Corojo. That's the racist, but no, I don't want anything to be black. I don't want anything to be black? What about Brinson? No. I am black. I am black, but I'm really kind of white on the inside. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Well, that's that's that'll end up on the soundboard. I'm the best, sure. The best cookie. I'm, I'm glad I'm I'm right on the inside. Yeah. Or vice versa. And can we switch it? Can we switch it? And can we switch it? Come on, please. No. And we're going to be smoking Peter Stokeby's luxury twist flake, Ooh. which we here at Twins call Turkish twist. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. But uh, for those of you who may not be at uh, Twins, you may be in other parts of the country, other parts of the world, and there are people from all over the world yeah. that watch uh, this show and listen to this show. Hey, everybody. Um, Peter Stokeby's Luxury Twist Flake is what we'll be smoking next week. All right. Yeah, we got we got to do some things that aren't, uh, you know, we can't always do dark Maduro-y things. we got to switch it up a little bit. That's not fair. And, um, uh, you know, maybe we might have some guests on that show. Who knows? Edgar? Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Edgar. And, uh, 
you can you can follow us at uh, not just born smoke at uh, um, uh, on Facebook. You know you know where we are if you're watching the show right now. But for those of you who will be listening to the podcast uh, that's going to be up uh, the following week, you can listen to us live on Facebook at facebook.com uh, forward slash NJBS podcast. And at uh, Not Just Blowing Smoke on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on both those things so you don't miss anything. That's our show for tonight. Thanks for being with us. And we will see you again next week. Next week. Stay smoky, everybody. I feel like I'm in Smoke it if you got them. Feel, when you, yeah, smoke them if you got them. I feel <laughs> like a day and another smoke. That's right. I feel like I was in church when Bree was another being. A day and another day. I found a check. That's it. Don't break the glass. Put on glass. And uh, yeah, you don't break the glass. Good night, bitch. Good night. That's the show. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down.